Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. All right. I have like two legs of my podcast coming soon. (laughs) One is like, I recently have updated it to the Speaking Light into Abortion and Beyond podcast. Uh (laughs) So so you're going to break, are you going to break it? I think what I'm going to do is mostly like, hey, maybe this will be the first episode in that. (laughs) Um, I'm going to break it to like semi-patterned every other week abortion focus and then Uh every other week like all the reproductive and womanly shit we go through I don't know like whatever right like just life yeah to kind of like recognizing all parts of ourselves which is this other space I'm growing called the full spectrum space that's like beyond abortion like all the things we go through as people with wombs and the hormones that we're born with um so anyway maybe maybe you're the beginning of that (laughs) I don't think I don't think people should break anything I just think I know all in one because like I feel like you just don't put all in one place easier for people to find it (laughs) yeah put it all in one place so anyway the point of me saying that is like I don't even know if we're here to talk about um what comes up for people after abortion and um oh yeah I can't I think do of that. yeah you want well but I think of you as someone who has made peace with her body yes. in a way that is massively powerful yes. and that of course is relevant to this audience um okay so I haven't even said who you are today's mm-hmm. guest is Beth night we met um through multiple circles um but also we're both certified by the by carla and thiel um and the advanced certification yeah i did the Um, life coach training school and i see you have your yeah exactly life coach school um we're both in joyful marketing which for a podcast about abortion gets mentioned in this container in my podcast all the time um we talk about that program So anyway, we've known each other through the circles, um, but why don't you tell the audience like who you are these days and what you're up to these days, and then we'll just have a fun conversation um, centered around your gigantic naked paintings. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting because if you if you say my story out, it kind of is cohesive. But if I'm definitely a person who's just like, I'll try that now, and I'll try that now, and I'll try that now, um. And okay, so I started, I have a painting degree and I got that in San Francisco and I was painting like dog commissions because they were easy to sell. And they're, yeah. so I, I already knew I was a good painter. I had like gallery shows, you know, but I was like playing it super safe, especially yeah. like doing like commissions, right? There's pre-sold, everybody yeah. loved them. They were like these giant dogs. They were, it was great, but I got really tired and burned out like painting for other people. So I switched to a career in tech. I went to a boot camp. Um, and then have been working as a software developer in London, uh, for the past 
five, almost five years. Oh, wow. Whoa. And then about, but like during COVID, I got into life coaching. Like I started with Kara Lowenthal's podcast. And then I found that I was like, well, who trained Kara? Kara. <laughs> <laughs> And then I went to the life coach school, got trained mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and then did the advanced certification. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been more of like a passion just because I love coaching and what it's done for me and like learning about like the craft of it. So, cause I have a full-time career as a software developer, at least yeah. until I get my leave to remain so I can stay in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, but about, about a year or two into all this coaching work, like my biggest struggle has always been my body. So, uh, like I had like an eating disorder when I was younger, mm-hmm. but, and then it turned into like over exercising and over drinking and things like that. Uh, I was like a big CrossFitter. Like I've run like eight marathons, like really just like trying wow. to like beat, beat my body into submission. Wow. Uh, so it was kind of like, cause I always saw it as like something that was wrong to be fixed. And so, um, mm. somewhere in all this work, especially during our advanced feminist training, like what attracted me to Kara's like um, podcast was I was like, she's so confident and she doesn't want to like fix herself. And she's not a traditionally like fit the standard body type person, but she was like, mm-hmm. this is who I am. I'm awesome. And I was like, you are awesome. Just as you are. <laughs> what is this magic? Uh, and I got a certification in her. And I just yeah. listened to her podcast about how you're not supposed to like put people on pedestals. <laughs> I was like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did you write a podcast just for me? <laughs> um, but I started painting again. I got a little painting studio. COVID was really tough, but it gave me a lot of time because I couldn't go to the gym. And like, mm. I just had to like, I had to like sit with my thoughts a lot. Yeah. And it, like when you had to be alone and you couldn't like run away and do a bunch of different things, to distract yourself. Like I was trapped with my thoughts and they were terrible. They're like horrible, horrible thoughts. Mm. Um, so I just tripled down on my thought work and I started painting again and I like baby stepped into painting where I was like, first I did a crying painting and I was like, I could never show this to the world, but I hired an, an art coach and she really like held my hand, but she was like, like set little goals to help me release, you know, like s- scary art that nobody would like kind yeah. of like yeah. nobody wanted, I didn't think anybody would want to see a crying painting of me. Uh, but it turns out a lot Little of people did. did you know? <laughs> yeah, so that was the start of it. Because I always thought if you made a painting, it had to be sold, right? Mm. It had to be sold. But right now I have a perfectly good job that, you know, I don't like love it, but it pays for everything. So I don't have to like, um, I can just paint to express myself. And that was something I really wanted to paint. And then I went straight to a giant naked painting of myself. Because I was like, well, if that's... <laughs> Yeah. And then I did. A I don't know ones. actually what's more vulnerable, a painting. Like I'm imagining if I had a painting of me crying and a painted giant naked painting of myself, it's pretty tight competition, which one yeah. I'd be more. <laughs> feel but more now I'm surrounded by like, I'm surrounded by giant naked paintings of me. I'm almost like over it. Cause I think I've done yeah. the, through that process of just painting myself over and over again, like whatever shame I was feeling around my body, like I've quit all the gems. I guess I'll like lightly jog and lift weights, but I quit the gyms. We just seen that thing I just posted, just like letting go of all this, these like structures I had around myself to just kind of survive because I don't need it anymore because I'm just okay being me, which is like, whoa. This is huge. <laughs> like it is huge. <laughs> Two thumbs up would recommend. Huge. 
okay being me is not a thing this audience um is saying I, yeah I, mean, it's, I, I well, hesitate because like I'm sure someone <laughs> listening is saying that but in general like even people who really felt um good about who they were and how they were showing up in the world can sometimes be blindsided by an abortion or multiple abortions and be like I don't know who I am anymore I don't like myself anymore I'm yeah a lot of beating self up there's a lot of like identity crisis and um what you've done is phenomenal it's a big deal it's a big deal yeah it was hard I think the biggest difference it would be like in how I wake up in the morning where I now I wake up and I get dressed and I eat breakfast and I go out the door as opposed to wake up get on the scale like figure out what I'm gonna eat today and like oh my god do I have a guy to the gym when do I go to the gym and you're like just like an assault of thoughts you know like I don't even know what clothes I'm wearing most of the time (laughs) just like clothes put clothes on go out the door and I'm just like a human in the world. I'm not like, how are people perceiving me? Like what, like, what is the structure I have about my day? It just feels like I'm a human in the world. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> it's freedom. Like it's just freedom. Right. And it's not it's like, incredible. Oh, I'm just, I'm not just skipping around like happy. I'm also actually quite sad sometimes, quite angry sometimes. I'm just, but I get to like, feel that be in those moments and not yeah. pretend yeah. that I need to be in control you know, like, 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 like it's fake control too, right? Like it's, if I can control my calories or if I can control the clothes or my weight, I don't weigh myself anymore. That's a big, big deal. That's why I did that during the, uh, during the feminist training, I was like, I'm going to give up the scale. And I remember just being like, no, you know, I have this stupid expensive scale. It's like 500 pound dollars. One of those, like, it does like every like ounce of you and like really weighs you well. I'm just like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever bought. <laughs> How do you make that switch though? Like people listening are like, I hear her, but that's just, that doesn't make any sense. How do you go from thinking a $500, whatever, 500 pound scale is what you need to be happy, to, to main, to uh, achieve happiness Yeah. to, I just stopped using it. Like, how? it was it was kind of <laughs> I mean that was it wasn't like to be ha- like the scale was there to keep me in line you know yeah. like and like define my day and just be like you this is this will be who you are as a person today and it never was like a good enough number even if it was a good number I would be afraid of losing it right like it right. was like oh my god um and I I grew up with women who like had that you know like their number and like like their weight was like the most important thing. Um, and what, like the the biggest thing that helped me with the change was being in that supportive community during the feminist training. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I, before I was like in this CrossFit world and it was like relentless and you're like, got my body fat down to, I don't even know what's a good number. And you're like, yeah. And you're like, okay, well we probably should stop hanging out with those people. But you, you don't even have to like change the people you hang out with. But it did help me to be with a bunch of women who were having this discussion about how oppressive it was and like realizing that uh, like your like different body types were racist, right? Where you're like, oh, a slim, thin white body is like the ideal type. It was like <laughs> a super racist thought. And you're like, 
<laughs> Oh, maybe, maybe I don't want that. yeah, where you're like, fuck, I don't want to be racist. <laughs> I gotta go have a donut now, so I'm not racist. I can't go <laughs> have a donut, so I'm not racist. yeah, This that's probably is not, that's not right. <laughs> just fantastic, though. Um, it's so amazing how men, how much we can change in our lives, right? Like. Pre-pandemic was not that long ago. We're talking like you've had massive shifts in how you show up in the world in just years, which Oh yeah, and the in past a lifetime, year, the past year has been like the biggest, I mean, it's it's been incredible. like little shifts because you. I, I feel like I spent my first bit just trying to like build structures to keep me in line, Yeah. right? Like you're like to keep, feel safe and like everything's in control and I'm, but like letting go of this idea that I'm in control in any way has been like kind of good. Not that I could control my body anyway, like that, that idea Yeah. is bananas. Yeah. Like I think I could you just get... hit a really important piece for this audience is like, we have all these structures in place to keep us in line, to be in control. And something like an unplanned pregnancy, whether it's like, I didn't mean to get pregnant or this pregnancy isn't going the way I wanted it to, or whatever the factors are, like, we realize quickly how little control we have. And that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, for someone who's used to controlling um it'd be like it's almost like if you're if you are a person who gets on a scale every day and like you're going about your life and then you wake up one day and you're literally like 30 pounds heavier not like Yeah. not like one or three like 30 and you have no idea like it like feels like it came out and just smacked you in the face um we are so quickly when we're faced with an unplanned pregnancy or pregnancy we can't keep or don't want to keep for any reason um we're so quickly alerted to our lack of control Yeah. Well, none and of us have control. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, you stopped time. <laughs> yeah right. Cause like, uh, that's what it is. It's control. And you just want to keep everything. Like I didn't have a few women who were like, I just want to be that weight I was when I was like 17. And you're like, well, you're 39. <laughs> like, what did you think? What did you think was, or like the way you put like like fillers in your face or like plastic surgery or any of that it's just like this and you actually like I'm a big real housewives fan right like I love the New York City and there's somehow Ramona I don't know if you watch the show but No. somehow she's she is like pause time but it's just like <laughs> you know like it's almost kind of like I don't think I would want to do that even when I if I could like if I Yeah. could afford it and I like I I think what the painting and everything has been showing me is like just embracing my humanity and like the different Yeah. life stages. Okay, that's my next question. So when you're used to structuring yourself and your life, um, controlling yourself and your life, how do you start seeing yourself? For you, was it really like learning to paint yourself was like, that's what the top of my thigh looks like. That's what my left shoulder looks like. That's what my nipple looks like. Like, how do you, you did it through painting, but how do you start seeing yourself like for who you really are, not who you should be or who someone else wants you to be? Um, Yeah. What did I do? Well, some of them I purposely picked, I purposely picked the worst 
photos of myself and some wow. of my paintings like because I wanted to be like okay this is like like a really unflattering angle like under the chin like I like the idea of like you know we take like 100 pictures and we get rid of them all until yeah. you have like the best one right. so I did the opposite I took the worst photo kind of exaggerated it and put it up there um, and I did, I was looking at inspiration from another artist. Her name's Jenny Seville. Mm -hmm. uh, and she did that. And she was like 20 years old when she did that. And I remember being like, she's so brave. And I was like, well, I want to do that too then. Because when I see somebody being brave, I'm like, yeah, it's very yeah. inspiring. So yeah. I was like emulating what she had done. But it was this idea of like, just like really looking at myself in my humanity and just being like, like I see myself as a person, not like, like kind of like the way you would see like a child, right? Yeah. A baby has no bad angles. Right. Right. You wouldn't like, I don't know. I don't have any kids, but like my puppy, right. I would, they wouldn't be like, oh, I could never show this angle of Remy, my dog. Right. Like, oh, yeah. the kid out of the world see that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think, I think what happened too, is I started to get into that crossover world. And as I was, do, it started to come up against the they came up against each other right the life coaching feminism stuff in the crossfit world because mm. i would be surrounded by my girlfriends who they they couldn't take photos or they would delete photos or you know they had to be in a certain light um and i was just like there's something about me that's kind of like i like to call it a little hooligan somebody called me that yesterday and i like love that word where i'm just like <laughs> nice. i'm gonna do i'm gonna do the exact opposite and i'm just gonna like like i'm gonna blow it all up the yeah. inner hooligan came out yeah uh but yeah just like seeing yourself as a human mm -hmm. like taking away the mm -hmm. the idea that you have to be attractive to people which is funny because I feel like I'm the most attractive I've ever been in terms of like radiating whatever joy but yeah, I don't you give are. a fuck <laughs> but I just don't care anymore where you're like you know, people will like hit on you and you're like oh no that if you got me like three years ago this would have really worked <laughs> 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 Right. Or you're like, I don't. Yeah. Now that I got it, I don't care. You said earlier, I'm a human in the world. When you start seeing yourself. Is the goal to just see who who you are as is to just show up as a human in the world or to love yourself as is. um, Show up. Good in the world. Do you know what I mean? Like. Are you at a place now where there it's like a radical level of acceptance of what is, or is there actual like love and admiration for what is? I don't um, think one is like, yeah, go ahead. I'll let I, you would, I would say like, I, I think I love myself. So I've been watching this TV show succession. <laughs> oh, this was like a anyway, I watch a lot of TV. That's not coming up, but I love like, they've got these, interesting characters who are like they're the bad guys right but because you like they've done such good writing about these characters you fall in love with them yeah. because of their humanity yeah and that's like a long way to say like I think that's how I love myself mm. where you just it's not like I'm the bad guy or the good guy and it's it's just like you even love the quirks that's and you even so love, good like there's it's like part I of, love all the characters in my show yeah, where you're, yeah, you're like an interesting <laughs> so character good. and you're the main character in this play and you just love what like even when they really fuck up you're like, "Oh, but she still tried." Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, but like the embarrassing moments or like 
Like, wow. even when I'm like mean, like, you know, like not mean, but you know, like you really fuck up or you say something wrong. You're just like, oh, that's very human of her to act like that. Yeah. Uh, so th- I think that's the best way to describe how I see myself now. Yeah. And also I do watch a lot of TV. <laughs> I love an interesting character. Like it's just, you know, like the quirks of a person, but I like that I see myself as the active agent in my life now. Like I'm not mm. waiting to be chosen by somebody. I'm not painting my, I mean, I'm painting myself, but I'm just, I'm not like going out looking for people to be like, oh, do you like me now? Right. Yeah. It's like, I'm the star of the show. I like this idea that, and I've really actively worked on this out that I choose, like yeah. I choose. Uh, Amazing. What does your future feel like now? compared to what it did four years ago like four years ago when you looked at your future versus now looking at your future because you've showed up in this way because you've done this work in this way because you've put yourself in circles that were different yeah I think I guess I'm just more discerning about like like the thing the opportunities I put myself that I put in my path so I'm sure it's going to be a much brighter future before I think four years ago I've always been very like active and like go out and do stuff kind of a person but it, a lot of it was like reactive to like oh, I'm going to do CrossFit competitions because I want to change my body or run a marathon because I like eventually I want to yeah. change my body like I I want to look different I want to fit a standard but or active I was always, versus reactive so good yeah and or I was always looking for groups of people like to like kind of tell me, I told like I was always looking for a cult. I fall with different groups of people and be like, what are we doing now? And yeah. I really love it when there are <laughs> steps. Like if there are steps, a group of steps, like I'm gonna win this group. I'm gonna be the best of this group. And you're like, oh my god, I'm so glad I didn't join a cult. Like I was primed <laughs> to, <laughs> you know, like because I just wanted somebody else to take the responsibility of like making decisions for me, like out of my hands. Yeah. Right. Where you just follow the rules and then you have success. And then, you know, but now I, you see like, oh, there are no rules. So like this weekend when I, I didn't get into that, I, I got to the second round of that portrait gallery thing, but I didn't make it to the final round. And so I went to pick up the painting and they were like, oh, do you need us to help you like get it back? And I was like, no, I'm going to carry it over to Buckingham Palace. And they're like, what? No, you're going to hurt the frame. <laughs> the gallery was like, 0.6 miles from Buckingham Palace. I'll add that. Now, and I was what like, size not... is this painting? I mean, we are definitely linking to these pictures, but what size is yeah, this painting? It's, it's four feet by five feet. This is a four foot <laughs> by five foot naked painting of Beth. And yes. she's like, no, I'm carrying that shit to Buckingham Palace. I did. I didn't carry it up to the gates. I got it pretty close, but I saw the police like walking in the front. And I was like, We'll not go where the police are. It doesn't <laughs> matter. You carried it through London. <laughs> and then I had to, because my studio is about two, like a mile and a half or two miles from there. Because I'm in London. Uh, so I had to like walk back over Westminster Bridge. I just took photos along the way. Just yeah. My giant naked painting. <laughs> it's really like... like one of the most <laughs> inspirational things I've ever seen in my life. For real. <laughs> okay (laughs) what would you have thought about that action that activity five years ago versus what you thought yesterday oh I wouldn't have done it there's no world 
I remember I've always like, I think there's always been like a, an inner nudist ex- exhibitionist that's like lurking under the surface, but I had so yeah. much like shame layers on top. Yeah. And I, I think I had this idea, like once I got my body perfect and right, you know, right. Then I could show then, the world. you know, then I would, I think I had a friend who took sexy photos and I was like, Ooh, I'll just lose all this weight and take sexy naked photos. I can't wait. And it never happened. <laughs> so you painted yourself. Well, no, cause I, well, like I, I, we did all that work, but I remember cause I, I've dated guys and, you know, I would like send like photos and you know, you're like, ooh, but I remember like even when I sent it to the guys, I was like, that's not enough attention. <laughs> well, you got it now. <laughs> got it now. <laughs> well, I was like, I was like, one guy was like, oh, you're so beautiful. I was like, thanks. It's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. I need all of London to see yeah, who I am. I, I think I was like, I'll do an OnlyFans. And I was like, no, I don't think that's enough either. My mom, I had to like block her from everything. Because I was so afraid of showing her. And it's funny because I got into that Royal Portrait Society, but with the paint, she hates this. She hates so much. But <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, I'm just adding that that my family absolutely hates what I'm doing. But they still love you, me. Our- that was my next question. Like, what's it like to be a human whose family hates what she's doing but loves her, the you, the person? Yeah, it's actually made our relationship better than ever because I feel mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, I blocked what she can't see what I'm doing because she kept commenting. <laughs> and I was like, you know, we're, I'm not even going to engage in this conversation. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of like I see myself as a separate grown adult. Yeah. And it's and that's been really good just to like sever that tie. So now my mom and I can talk as two adults to each other. Same with everybody in my family. Where I just learned boundaries really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. You say it casually, but it's a big deal. Oh, I take ages. Big deal. It is a big deal. And I think the only way is kind of through and like doing that work and like really digging into it. Mm-hmm. And I learned a boundary isn't when you like, here's rules for you. A boundary <laughs> right. Is, Don't cross you, this if line. You, <laughs> if you say this, I will leave or something like that. Where it's like, oh, I was like, I could leave. Yeah. <laughs> like That's why I was like, if you say this, I'm going to remove you from Facebook. Yeah. But it's also Facebook's a platform. Facebook is not a relationship builder, I believe. So it's yeah. like, we're not going to engage in a debate here, mom. Right. We can have a relationship outside of. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so good. You said something earlier. um, And uh, I'm I'm still really intrigued by this idea of the characters and, and you joining different groups. And I love this idea that like joining new groups, you know, I just, I just, I didn't keep going, but I joined a gymnastics class and like, I met new people. I met different people it's so fun to like join new groups and discover like which character of the Beth show of the Amanda show are we meeting now? Like that I couldn't have met this version of her somewhere else. Like I had to try something new, be around new people, Uh like engage in a new activity to meet that character that's been there all along. Like, yeah, that's true. Like their ACFC group is a fun that was like the most empowering women's group ever yeah you met a whole new character of yourself and like her show her show got real (laughs) yeah 
Well, it was just kind of like, it was, I was like towing the line. I was like, can I do this? Can I do this? Can I do this? And I just kept pushing and pushing. And like, I mean, I walked with a giant naked painting myself through London. Nobody really said anything. Like in case you're like, people in the UK are like, you know, like they, <laughs> like they like mind their own business, but like you really could do whatever you want. Do you think people were like, she's not from here? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's also like a touristy area. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I am, I'm sure if I was like in the country, it actually would have been more. And if I had done this in Oklahoma, I'm from Oklahoma, it would have been okay. like, no. Right. Well, maybe that's the next challenge. <laughs> yeah. Bring you back to Oklahoma. I'll do some trans paintings. They're going to love it. Oh <laughs> so good. <laughs> What's the next the big thing you have in store for yourself? Well, I have the, my tube ads. I have my tube. I've run ads on the London Underground. They're going to be 16 feet tall. They're of my paintings. Um, There's three of them in Waterloo, Bank, and Bond Street, and they'll be up for two weeks. And they're going up mm-hmm. any day now, I think. Uh, And they point to a party where I'm going to have a pop-up exhibit of my art. Incredible. Yeah, I'm hoping they go up. I totally actually go up. I remember many months ago you mentioning this. And um, how did you decide that you could take out ads? I I think I remember a post where you were like, advertising in the underground or whatever you said is a lot less expensive than you'd think it would be. (laughs) And you were just like, fuck it, I'm putting my paintings up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, How did you decide to do that? I have no idea like where where did that come from that I thought I could run an ad because well, I was thinking about because you have like I, I painted my painting and I was like oh how do you become a famous painter yeah and I was like well Banksy just puts Banksy's an artist and he just puts graffiti up and I was like well I can't do that my painting and I was like well what about like a like an ad on the sub the tube because you see yeah. them and I was like yeah. well, how much does that how much does that cost so I just wrote them and it it was about five grand I was like, I thought it'd be like 40,000. I don't know right. how much, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know how much they cost, yeah. but I was like five grand. That's actually, actually quite accessible. It's and a then wild I, thing. Like how many artists are like, I'm just going to slap this billboard up in Oklahoma. I'm just going to throw this, this art. I don't know. The, in the- the religious groups do it all the time. Right? I know. Why don't we? <laughs> yeah, you really can. Like you think like, you're like, no, you could never. But that's like when I carry the painting home because the people at the art gallery were like, no, you have to bubble wrap it and safely get it back. And I was like, nah, it's not that heavy. (laughs) Like it's a lot of things you're like, you could never do that. But if you like sit and really think about it, you're like, it's just a bunch of details. I probably could do it. And then the details are quite easy. It's the mind stuff to be like, there's no way I could do that. But you can. You can. I like, I just hope that people are taking away from this conversation. Like, stop telling yourself what you can and can't do because it it's so yeah. much <laughs> less, so much more is possible than you're than yeah. you're letting yourself believe. And I'm an inner hooligan who was always like, because now I've got to like every time I've got to top myself, so I'm like Pfft. What am I going to do well next? that's what I'm wondering <laughs> I'm like what I don't know after after that? too bad I thought I'd try give graffiti a go there's a graffiti tunnel in London like near me I've yeah. never done graffiti but I thought that'd be kind of fun 
but there's like an element of play to it like I like yeah. to do stand-up comedy too for fun and so like all of it's just like stepping into your voice and your body and like this is this is the power and the energy that comes when you stop like shitting all over yourself too right, right. like I'm not thinking about food right now and I say that kind of like oh it's so easy but like that took decades to figure that out yeah like all so much wasted energy just trying to be like how do I fix my body when it never was a problem? And now it's just like the source of my art. No, really. I'll be like, I'll be like 90 and I'll just be painting my wrinkles and be like, look how cool wrinkles are. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just love your whole energy so much. And what you're doing is so inspiring. And I'm definitely going to link to all your goodies. Thank you. Um. How, is there anything you came onto the show wanting to say about bodies or art or reproductive anything or just coaching? Is there anything you haven't said today that this audience might want to hear? No, I just, I think like it starts, it starts with your body, right? You think it's like everything because as women, we've been conditioned to think we are our bodies and everything's our bodies. And a, a lot of our trying to like do things in the world turns inward and we just try to like control ourselves so much but like once you work through that and it's possible to work through that just this lot of mind garbage ugh, you just got to clear out and like trauma work and all of that nervous system work and once you're past all that like there's so much energy and you could like change the whole world right like you can like be running companies you can well, anything like, right. I was, I told somebody like, if you put like the effort just to knit stuff, like you could have like a scarf that's like a mile long and that's still better than you just sitting around being like, oh, what should I eat today? You know? Right. <laughs> like, oh, how should I exercise? How many steps have I gotten? And you're just like, Jesus, man, like, like we should be worrying about like how much we're being paid. We should be worried about, I don't know, like fixing the justice system in America, like getting our rights is like, women back in America I'm in the UK so now I'm looking at America being like what the fuck is happening there but like yeah. that's the energy you free up and you obsessing about your body just lets them get away with that shit yeah yeah so that's probably what I want to say the scarf was a really fascinating example for me because like for someone who knits or or someone who like participates in any activity just test yourself like how many people knit a scarf and they're like, this is how long a scarf is. And then they stop, <laughs> right? Because yeah. that's what you're supposed to do to knit a scarf. You stop here. Like, what do you notice in yourself when you just keep knitting and keep knitting? Like, <laughs> thoughts come up when you just step right outside that bounds and keep going. I, mean, I don't um, really knit, but I was just like anything. I don't knit obsessing. either, but, <laughs> but for some reason, the scarf example was so fascinating to me because I'm like, wow, a person could learn a lot about themselves just continuing to knit, just yeah. painting the painting like with a broken corner or like breaking the rules and walking the damn painting home instead of like <laughs> wrapping it up and having it transported. <laughs> there weren't any actual rules. They were just like, that's how people well, usually yeah, did it. Well, like the socially constructed <laughs> rules, right? It's like, well, you we can't do that. Well, wait a second. Yeah. Why not? What do I learn about myself when I don't, when they break the habits a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. You, well, learn that you can get away with a lot of shit. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm sure if I was like in Iran, I'd be shot by now. I kind of love the idea that I would have definitely been burned as a witch. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm just a really chatty, opinionated woman. <laughs> oh, amazing. That's a great note to end on. Thanks for having this conversation with me. It's very fun. And um, yeah, it's super fun. It'd be great to to hear people's takeaways. So (laughs) have a, oh, it's evening for you, isn't it? It is. I'm going to go back to painting. I'm painting a torso of a man right now. Amazing. And a a booby painting. I have a lot of torsos at the moment. Is this a a commission? Are you still doing commission work? No, no, I just threw in a dude. Yeah, he would. I have a gay guy friend who was like, "You can do one of me," but he's like a <laughs> handsome guy, and I was like, "Okay, I don't think <laughs> I don't think you have a lot of body work to work through here." But it's still fun to paint. The guys yeah. are very bony, yeah. So I like I like the voluptuousness of fat. The case right. of like this, these ribs are impossible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Well, have fun with your painting, and I'll see you around. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, and as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.